The scripture text tonight that I wanted to talk with you about is something that I've spent on my heart. I've been praying about it. Uh, it's really about, I guess if I had to say what the subject is, it's really about what I've been praying up here a lot about God increasing our fruitfulness in our life, about God increasing our anointing in our life, about God increasing the things that are going on in our life. And so many times in, in prayer, what I will do is I will pray for strength, I will pray for joy, I will pray that God will anoint us for His purpose and for His power. And, um, and so with that thought in mind uh, and with praying, I, I wanted to talk with us a little bit tonight about a, cu a couple things. Uh, one, about fruit and fruitlessness and about barrenness. And the scripture that I have is in 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 8. And it says, According as his divine power hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you may be partakers of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, and because, and beside this, given all diligence to add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to your knowledge temperance, and to your temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness charity. And verse 8 is really where I'm focusing on tonight. And it says, For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the th thing that if these things abound in you, they make you. And so the question that I have today is how can we ensure that we're not barren or fruitless? And so if I had to give this a title, I would call this the fruitless impossibility. And so as we begin walking in our walk with the Lord and we begin to take things on in this life and our struggles and things like that, you know, we get distracted and we get carried on. I know I do. We get distracted and we get, you know, going about our daily business, and next thing you know, things come on, and we just kind of get doing our thing. And God just really sometimes wants to pull us aside and just say, hey, come back and get close to me. Come back and draw near to me. And he said in Matthew 7, verse 16 and 20, that you shall know them by their fruits, do men gather grapes or thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree that bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. And every tree that bringeth forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into fire. Wherefore, by their fruits... You shall know them. And so Jesus says in verse 15, 
chapter 15, verse 8. Herein my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall be my disciples. And so the question is today is how important is fruit? You know, Jesus said it's very important. You got to bear much fruit if you want to be his disciple, right? You got to have a lot of fruit. So let's talk about this fruit thing. It glorifies God. And so Galatians 5.22 defines fruit as this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And so when I've been praying, you know, we're praying for strength, for guidance, for joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. I'm like, Lord, I need more joy in my life. I need more strength in my life. I need more of these things. And so the question is, can I do something to increase those things in myself? You know, and the fact of the matter is, that comes from Jesus, not me. I can't do any more thing to increase fruit in my life. If I get in Him and I abide in Him, that is how I get more fruit in my life. And so I remember a few years ago, uh, my brother asked me if I would like to have some, they call this mayhaw. A few of you guys know what mayhaw juice is. And so we went over to their house, got some mayhaw juice, and he had this fig tree in the backyard. And it was just loaded in figs. And he said, would you like to have some figs? So I called Debbie, and we went over there, and we climbed up on this ladder. And we spent, a, I don't know how long it was. It was a couple of hours at least, I think. And we loaded up two, two buckets of figs. It was very tiresome. And, uh, you know, uh, we took those figs home, and she canned some figs. And uh, so I brought this thing here today. This is a, can, a jar of not figs. This is blueberry jam 2020 from fresh fruit that I brought up here. And this is what this is. <laughs> And so I got to thinking about those figs, and I got to thinking about those blue, fresh blueberries that we got from the blueberry farm, and I got to thinking about the effort that was put into place for those things to be there. And I started to thinking about producing more fruit, more figs, and so he calls me back the next week, and he says, Ed, this tree is loaded up with more figs. Would you like some more? And I'm like, well, I got all I need for now. Thank you. You know, and, and so the effort that the fig went through to produce more, did the fig do that in itself? No, the fig didn't do it in itself. The fig was drawing its strength from the vine. And so many times we think that in order to get more fruit, we got to do it within ourselves. The fig doesn't produce the fruit. The vine produces the fruit. The vine produces the fruit, and so when we get tapped into that vine and we get plugged into that vine, it's going to produce more fruit in my life. And so it's something that happens naturally. The fig in itself cannot produce more fruit. And so the fig does not do the work. The vine does the work. It's effortless. 
And so I was thinking about those figs, and I'm like, you know, I really cannot really create more fruit in my life unless I get more plugged in. And so I wanted to talk with you a little more about that scripture and say, read it to you again, because it says, for if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren or unfruitful. They make you. So you don't do nothing to have the fruit of the Spirit in your life. You and yourself, it's only when you plug into Jesus. It's only when you plug into Jesus. And here's the scripture that supports that. John 15, 1 through 5 says, I, this is Jesus speaking, and he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean in the word that I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. And the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. And Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing in yourself. And so, and so thinking about this business of getting more fruit of the Spirit in your life, thinking about praying for more joy in my life, praying the joy of the Lord is my strength, praying for the fruit of the Spirit to be developed in my life. You know, those things are great, but there's a way to do that. And the way to do that, number one, is to abide in Jesus. To abide in Him. Abiding is the most important. Abide is an action verb. Other forms of the verb is abiding, abode, abiding. You can come and abide with me for a little while as an example. And so when you abide in Jesus, how do you do that? You spend time with him. You spend time with him. The tree in itself, the figs of themselves don't develop. It's only when you plug in. That's where you get your strength. That's where the fig produces its strength. That's where the fig begins producing it's only through abiding in Him that that fruit can be developed. And so when you plug into that vine, that's where you will get your strength. And when you do that, you won't be fruitless. So when you plug into that vine, when you plug into Jesus. So I don't know how many of you are like me, but... Lately, it's been a lot of things happening, and it's been pretty weary and challenges between the storm and out of power for seven days, and we can go on and on. And Jesus says, Matthew eleven twenty eight. he said, Come unto me, all ye that are labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in here. When you find me, you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
And so, when you abide in Jesus, you get rest for your souls. When you abide in Jesus, it causes the weary to find rest. When you abide in Jesus, you find the rest for your soul. You know, when you abide in Him, He provides the strength to produce that fruit. I can't produce the fruit. It's only when I abide in Him. You know. The other thing is, in Isaiah, which is prophesied with the Holy Ghost, He says, this is the rest wherein you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing this is the refreshing. And so when you come to Jesus and you need that refreshing, it's going to give you the strength through that vine. So that's step number one. Once you begin doing that and you get abiding in Jesus and you're plugged in, then the next step that starts happening, he says in his word that, that he's going to purge. There's going to be a purging that happens. When you get plugged in because you got you move from no fruit to basically having some fruit, and now Jesus said, We're gonna help you produce more fruit, right? There's gonna be more fruit that's gonna come. And so there's gonna be a purging. Anybody ever pruned anything? It's cutting. And so when there's a step two, you have to realize there's a pruning process that Jesus said that when you have a little bit of fruit, he's going to help you get more fruit. When you have a little bit of joy, you're going to, he's going to help you get more joy. When you have a little bit of anointing, he's going to help you get a little bit more anointing. And so um, there's going to be a pruning process. There's going to be a cutting away of some things. And so the step number two to get more fruit is you're going to have to be willing to, to be pruned. God to help you get more and so uh, I come up with some things of why trees are pruned the number one reason why trees are pruned is this to prove their strength when a tree is pruned it helps prove the tree or the branches strength so the joy of the Lord is our strength so when God cuts some things out of your life but sees this thing that needs to be cleaned up he's helping increase your strength number two the reason why he purges or cuts some branches off you is to encourage new growth so there's more fruit to encourage new growth it brings glory to God when you have much fruit to improve circulation in the tree was the number three reason the number four reason was to reduce potential for disease to cut some things out some of the disease and things starts growing so when things start growing in you that are not supposed to be there and there's some these diseases he wants to help purge some of those diseases that happens in us when we're connected with him. There might be this little disease or this something starting to happen. So he starts cutting these things out of us. And the last reason why they purge is to remove dead limbs. So, and so the question that I have for you is when you purge or when there's pruning, a lot of people don't realize this, but it hurts. It really does hurt when things start cutting out. Ask anybody. There's pain and suffering in the spiritual walk when things start happening. I remember when my dad had his toe cut off on a surgery, I asked him, did it hurt? He said, yeah, it still hurts. You know, it still hurts. 
And so, so the second thing that God wants to do with us to help us produce more fruit is prune some things out of our lives that need to be cleaned up. You know, to get some of the stuff out that needs to be cleaned up, Lord. Help us gain some things to help us go to the next level in our own spiritual walk, you know. And the last thing is the much fruit instead of more fruit. And so the much fruit is when you submit your will to God's kingdom purpose in your life. You know, this is much harder than some folks think. Ask anybody that's been there. This is when God starts producing much fruit in your life by pruning things out for his kingdom purpose. This is when you begin falling in love with him and falling in love with Jesus. And you begin abiding him. You begin submitting. And you begin to surrender to total obedience and surrender to God's purpose. A daily surrender, a daily sacrifice of your life where you're totally surrender and God starts revealing things to you to help you in your perfect surrender to him. And then you begin producing much fruit. And that's where I want to be. And so when we abide with him and we spend time with him and we adore him and we love him with all our heart and all our soul and all our strength and with all our mind and we begin to obey his commandments and we begin to seek his face with all our heart, you won't be barren. You won't be fruitless. God said He's going to make you fruitful. He's going to make you not barren. And I don't know about you, but I want to have tons of fruit. I don't want to be barren. I want to have the works of God just manifested in me. And I want to not be barren in my life. And so his word says that I will not be barren and I will not be fruitless if I abide in him. And that's something that's really not that difficult to do at all. That's just spending time with Jesus. You know, that's just getting loving him. And then guess what's going to start happening? All the fruit of the Spirit is going to start working in you. And then they're going to come to you and they're going to ask you, where did you get this? How is this thing be? And you're going to be ready to give an answer for those things. And then we will see the increase that God has for us. Pastor, I want to see that. And so... I just want to say that pruning, the process of pruning is a painful process. Many of us have been going through a pruning process here recently, you know, with everything that's happening in our lives and need to take advantage of that time and that God is pruning us in our lives and surrender our will to his will and surrender through daily sacrifice. And that way God can reveal into us what we need to do and where God wants to take us in our lives. And so what does it mean to be barren? 
What is the definition of barren? Barren says it's not producing or incapable of producing an offspring. Sterile. A barren woman. Unproductive. Unfruitful. Barren land. Without capacity to interest or to attract. Barren period in American architecture. The definition goes on. It kind of barren effort. So, if we abide in him, we won't be barren. None of those things will happen. We won't be barren. God will start opening doors and people will start coming to you. People will start opening up to you. And you'll have to give an account because the fruit is there. And I just, I want to see that happen. And so I want to give you a couple examples of what happened when people were barren. In Genesis 25, 21, it says, And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord was entreated of him, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. And so, I guess really what he did is he prayed about it. He sought God about it. He sought God and said, Lord, I'm barren. I would like some fruit. I would like an offspring in my life. And God heard. And you know what God gave him? Rebecca, his wife, conceived. And look what come out of that. Jacob and Israel. I don't know. You might have an Israel in your life. You might have an Israel that's coming your way. Samuel chapter 1. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said to her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away the wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have not, I'm drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I've poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thou handmaid for a dollar Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thou petition that thou ask. So Hannah came to the temple, and she prayed earnestly because she was barren. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be barren in 2021. I don't want to be barren in 2021. And these two examples, they just they prayed and asked God to not let them be barren, and God granted it. And so, um, so the word promised us that we would not be barren and that we would not be fruitless and it would make us not barren if we would abide in him, if we would seek him diligently with our whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. It promised us that we would not be barren and that we would be fruitful but it wouldn't be something that we would do in ourselves, but it was just by relationship with Jesus and focusing on that relationship with Him. And so I've been praying about that, and I've been asking the Lord to, to help me. And I just thought I would share that with you all tonight. 